Today's daf is daf Samach Vav. We are holding at the Mishnah at the bottom of Samach Hey Amud Beis. This Mishnah might be familiar to some of you that have learned Maseches Kedushin because it's actually brought in the beginning of Maseches Kedushin discussing with the numbers when we use a male number, when we use a female number, it's brought down. But basically what this Mishnah teaches us is that we know there is a discharge that a man can have that's called Sheikh Vazera. A person becomes Tameh with a, a, a seminal emission. He becomes Tameh that day, goes to the mikveh, waits for hair of Shemesh, and at night he's able to eat Truma. There is a different type of Tumah. The consistency is different. And that's known the Tumah of being a Zov. By a man, being a Zov works the, first, the following way. The first time he has the emission... Of a zav, he's got the same thing as a sheikh as a, as a balkari, which is his tummy just for one day till evening, goes to mikvah and he's fine. If he has a second emission, either the same day or over two days, then he becomes tummy for seven days. Alright? And he has to have seven clean days. Zayin Akiyim, and then after seven days, he is tohar. If he has over a three-day period a third emission, not only does he have to count the seven days, but on day eight, what has to happen? He also has to bring carbonates. All right? So it's different in the parsha of a zava by a girl. We'll talk about that later. But this is by a man, is that there is a din of a zav. Now, this mission again does not seem to have anything to do with nausea, but it does follow in the trend that we're talking about the last couple of Mishnayas, where there is, if there's a legal presumption, there is Raglaim Ladova, or something's been established, then we deal with it differently than we have not yet established the halacha. So what we're going to see as follows is that there are seven types of inspections that a person that has had a, a Zav emission undergoes. We have to check seven different uh, Causes that might have led to him becoming a Zov. If we can say that the reason he became a Zov was because of one of these external causes or stimuli, then it downgrades the emission to be like a regular emission of a Balkari, and we don't give it the regular full din of a Zov which obviously could make a difference because then let's say it's the second emission. If it's the second emission, we would not say your tummy now for seven days and you have to have Zion Nikiyim if we don't give it the full status of a Zov. Now what we're going to learn is that this din that we downgrade it to a regular um, seminal emission as opposed to being the status of a Zov only works up to the point that he's not been uh, deemed a full-fledged Zov. But if he's already got the status of being a full-fledged Zob, which would be a mission number three or a mission number four. Let's talk about those for a moment. A mission number three would be that he's had two within the last 48 hours. So he already has upon him the status of having to count a, uh, he's already got a din that he would normally have to count seven clean days if considered a full-fledged Zob. And he sees a third time within three days then you'd have to bring Corbonus. At that third emission, we don't do the checking anymore. We attribute it to being the status of a Zov, a Zov emission, irrespective of external stimuli. Similarly, if he's gone three days, and now he's already started counting his clean days, and he sees a fourth time, sometime during the middle 
the clean days, we also, we don't care anymore about whether there were external stimuli or not, because once it's been established as a Zog, we no longer do these inspections. So again, it fits the idea that once you established him in a certain a, a, a legal presumption, then no longer do we allow leniencies as to why perhaps it happened. That's the idea over here. So let's see it's inside. Beshiva drachim baitchinas azov. There are seven ways we inspect the zov. Atzuliniska If it's up to the point where he has not yet been definitively identified as having the status of a full-fledged Zav, which would be the first and second times, that's subject to Badika. But from there and on, three and four, they're no longer be subject to Badika. Right. How are the, what are the seven ways? The Machel with food, the Mishnah with drink, the Maso, if he's exerted himself through carrying, the Fitzah through jumping, the Choli through sickness, the Mara through visual stimuli, the hero, something that he's been preoccupied and thinking about. If any of these three, seven things can be attributed to the reason why he became a Zog, then it downgrades the status of that emission. However, Mishanizkat Laziva, once he's been established as a Zog, which would be after the second time, the first time he's not established as a Zog, but he's not a Balkari, but the second time, after the second time that he had within uh, the two, two days, one or two days, he had the second emission of Zav. At this point, we no longer subject the laws, we uh, apply the laws of investigation, and in both can also, there's no more investigation. It's only between the first and the second? It'll only help between the first and second. It won't help from the, after the second. Now, also, now, again, if the person was an onus, meaning it was something uh, external to his uh, to 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 his uh, physical being, it's something that happened because of an external thing that was that it's saying like beyond his control. But I mean, it was something that brought it about as opposed to being a natural phenomenon. Or Sveiko, we'll see Sveiko Vashikva Zaro, the last two categories, we'll see what they are. Tmeyim, in those three scenarios, Tonsa, Sveiko, and Shikva Zaro, we will not give him the benefit of the doubt, and he is going to have a full Zav status of being Tomei. Shiraglayim Ladover, because it's already been established after the second time, it's already been established that he is a Zav, so the third and fourth times already, there are not going to be any leniencies applied or allowed in the emissions that he has. We'll see what those three categories are. Hamakas Chaveira, same idea. Person struck down, hit, uh, 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 violently, un, uh, willfully struck his friend with intent to, uh, with intent and they was deemed with the force and the weapon that would kill him. However, he didn't die right away. He, he, uh, he uh, was, in, was, was in, injured. Vamdul and Misa, however, the doctors evaluated this individual and said that this guy is just not going to make it. The bottom line is, is you can be tried for murder even if the person doesn't die immediately as long as the doctors uh, uh, evaluated that the force of the of, of the uh, and the trauma that was created by the blow is a deathly blow, even if it'll take a few days for this person to die. However, what happened was the doctors were proven wrong. The right now, what happened was is that the person got better, right? 
But what happened was, like he got better, and it doesn't say days or time limits, and it's not discussed over here. But what happened was, okay, after he got better, then again he took a turn for the worse and died. Alright? So the Achamikdan Hichbid, it got worse, the mace. So now, the Tanakhama says, Chayyim. The Tanakhama says, the fact that he got better is ignored. Right? Because the fact that he died shows that the doctor's original evaluation of the situation was correct. And therefore, this, the, 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 the perpetrator can be held accountable as if he murdered this individual. Whereas Rav Nechemia says, Potter, he says no. Because once he got better, then you have to look at him, Rabbiim Ladover, you have to look at the legal presumption over here is that the doctors were wrong, and the fact that now he takes a turn for the worse after that, you can no longer attribute it to what? To the original blow. So therefore, so Rav Ladover, there's Rav Ladover, there are, there's a presumption, there's a legal presumption to establish over here, there's literally, that has legs to stand on, that what causes him to die is no longer directly attributed to the original uh, uh, injury, and therefore you cannot hold the perpetrator responsible for the death of this individual. Okay, let's go on. Circling back. So we said as follows. So he said that the first two emissions that a Zog will have are subject to a leniency that if you can show that there's been an external reason why this person had this flow, we don't give it the full status of a Zog flow, we deal with it leniently as if it would be a, like a Balkiri, like a Sheikh Vazera. So one wants to know, Minanamili, how do you know that you're making the cutoff, you're saying it only applies to the first two, but the third and fourth, because there's already been established as a Zog, how do you know? If, in fact, you can investigate, then why can't you investigate all the way through? Why are you making the cutoff after the first two times? So the Gemara brings down the following Pasuk. Right, now take a look. The Pasuk is number two in the Torah or Shalem. The Pasuk says over there, Vadova so that a, a woman that in her state of Nido, Vazav Ezova, in a man for him being a Zov, Lazav in a Keva, for both male and female, and concerning a person that lives with a woman that's a nida, all of these halachas of Tumah are discussed in the uh, in that, that chapter in Vayikra uh, uh, Tezvav. Tez now, the, the, the interesting thing is it's comparing the laws of the Dava over here, Benidosa, it's the woman of Tzanida or a Zava. Anida, she has it's a, a flow of dumb that happens during the month, and there's an 11-day window that the flow of blood is no longer considered to be Nida, it's considered to be Zava. Now, the laws of Zava by a woman are completely different than the laws of Zav by a man. In fact, by a woman, the first time she's only Tomei one day, the second time she's only Tomei one day during the 11 days, the third time is when she's Tomei for seven days, and you need the Zayin and Korban, but it's all, it's a completely different set of rules. So what the question really, what the, 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 uh, the Tana is explaining, is to answer, why is the Torah deemed fit to compare the man's of to the woman's of when they really, not, they're not the same, so why are you juxtaposing them? Must be that concerning something they are the same. You know what they're concerning they are the same? Is by a woman, external stimuli makes no difference. If a woman has a uh, flow of dam, whether it be dam nido, whether it be dam zot, with a zivo, it really makes no difference. Either way, the halacha is, 
she is Tameya. Either way, she's Tameya. Now, very interesting is when does the Pasuk, in the order of the Pasuk, when does it compare the man to the woman? It says, Azov Ezovo, the man who's had the flow, the, the, the man that is, uh, has a flow, who had a flow, alright, and it says, La Zachav and Akeva. Now, the, the way the more accounts it, Zav is one flow by a man, Azav Ezov is the second flow. Only after the second flow do we say that the man is equal to the woman. Which means third, the third and fourth flow, you don't care about external stimuli. But for the first two, Azav Ezov, there before you do. And that would be the source for the ton of our Mishnah. That's the one I wants to point out. So what is it like this? Azav Ezov, only for the third flow and on means the third time he sees which is the one that's obligated to bring Korbanas or the fourth time which is the one that knocks off his Zion Akim that's where we compare man to a woman and that makes no difference what the, in, the reason why you, can, you don't attribute it to any outside reason just by a woman you don't that is the source of the town of our Mishnah. Perhaps in we seem to have a contradictory b'risa. Ba'atani Rabbelazer Aymer, Rabbelazer says, it could be Rabbelazer, according to one Gerzer, say, what does he say? Right? He says, Bashlishes both can also. He disagrees with our Mishnah. That, that, that uh, this, according to Rabbelazer, you still check not only for the second time, between the first and second time, but you even check between the second and third time. And the third time also we don't automatically assume that he's a Zav after three times. It's only the time you're checking is for the fourth Re'iya. The one that would knock off the Zion Akiyam is the one we check for. But the one where he's already been established as a Zav, you still check for, which is obviously connected our... Our Mishnah. Samoyer so says like this. So therefore, Allah, uh, Samoyer so says like this. So therefore, it says, Blessed Aymer, but Shlish is both kinos, where this ain't both kinos. So what is the machlokas? So I think what the machlokas is like this. The word S, right? The word S is a hard word to translate, but it's Zov, uh, Zovo. Hazov Ezovo. Do you dash on that word as S and saying, that it's superfluous and it has a, you have a right to darshan it, or do you know it's an, it is a needed embellishment of the word and you have to have it there. Now if you hold that you darshan it, then the way you go is Azov is one, Et is two, Zovo is three. That's the way Rebeleza darshans it. So when do you compare the man to the woman? Only by the fourth flow, not by the first three. Zov, es, Zovo is three. Our town of Amishnah's S is not Darshan's. You don't use it. It's, it's part of the grammar. It's part of the embellishment of the word. It needs to be there. It's the only two words you have to write to Darshan. Zov, Zovo. So only the first, after the, the, uh, the first two, you can check. After the second already, when you go to the third and fourth, then we compare the man to the woman. So that becomes the machlokas, whether you darshan word S as one of the flows. That's the machlokas. So when it says, El of the S and Kamiflik, they're arguing about the word S. Rebeleza darish S. Rebeleza does darshan the S, which gives you a man and woman only compared after the third time. Whereas Rabbana does darish S, and man is compared to woman after the second time, which is the Tana of our Mishnah. Now let's go on. Our Mishnah, when it talked about the laws of Azov, concluded with the following statement. It says that once the person has been established as Azov, which is the third Re'iyah, by the third Re'iyah, we said, for that third Re'iyah, we are stringent and we don't allow leniencies concerning unso v'sveikom. 
Now, unso we understand. Unso means those things that are external, those things that he, uh, he might have not had control over, which are the seven things that might have led to him being a Zav. That's the where we say, like we said, that's the first part of the Mishnah. We'll make a distinction where, was he an onus or was he not an onus? Was it a natural order, uh, 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 disposition or was it something that was caused by something else? That's what word onso explains. But what is Sveiko? Sveiko implies there's a situation that it looks like a suffix, that if it's the first two times we're going to be lenient, three and four we're not going to be lenient. What scenario is Sveiko addressing? Right? Everybody with me? Alright? Kumara says, I'm a rubber. Don't say, low tamer, don't say that it's a case of the Chaza, Sothic, low Chaza. Maybe the case of Sothic is that we don't know. He's not sure. I might have had, I might have been a Zob, I might not have been a Zob. I, I might have felt something come out, I might not have felt the situation, I'm not sure. Don't say that's the case, because in that case where he's not sure, did he become a Zov, did he not become a Zov, actually it makes no difference whether it's one, two, three, four. Either way, the law is we go leniently. Why? The before should deal with why. But it's not, that's not the case, because there we don't make a difference between any of the four ears. It's not going to be, that's not the suffix that's the difference between one and two and three and four. That's not going to be the difference. So therefore, like this, Ella says they more like this. The case is, Varechaza, the person for sure had a flow. Now, in order to understand this, let's just explain a, a little bit of an interesting halacha and Mir Hashem, get a chance to learn the Mishnayas of, of, of Zavim, that you'll get, you'll get more clarity as to these halachas. But, the law is that if a person had a, uh, a, 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 a mission that contained within it both Sheikh Vazera and contains in it uh, 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 a mission of Zov. So in the same flow it has both, right? So in such a case, the halacha is that we only knock off one day. Means if he's tired for seven days, he's going through his seven days, he only has to worry about one day till It doesn't knock off all the clear days. Whereas if it's two separate emissions, then the halacha is that we would knock off uh, all, all uh, seven days. We give it a, a, as a full-fledged zob. Now, so what the, what the Gemara is, is saying is that's the situation over here. That even though by the first re'iyah and the second re'iyah, now the, uh, so the case over here is that he found on himself, he found his clothing, he found as two stains. He found a stain that has Shekhvazera, and he's found a stain that has in it Zav. But he's not sure, was this the result of two separate emissions, or was this the result of one emission? Right, that's the case. Now, what happens is, it's a big difference, because if you go stringent, then you have to say it was two separate emissions, and then this guy would have to deal with it completely like a Zav emission. Whereas, if in fact... You go lenient, then you're going to deal with it now no different than a, 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 a seminal emission, right? So what the, what the, the, the what, what Rubber is suggesting is the case over here is talking about that if he already has seen a third time and established himself as a Zog, we don't allow a leniency. 
and if he finds two stains, we have to assume that the two stains are from two separate emissions, and it would knock off the seven days, and we don't give him the leniency that it's considered as if it, well, that it might have been that it came from the same emission. Unless he knows for sure that it came from the same emission, we're going to give it the most stringent emission, uh, din of two seven. That's the case where it fits where we're going more stringent once it's been established as a song. That's what it's referring to. So that's what Brother says. She says, he had three days of missions already. In order to start counting seven days, you have to have three days of emissions. He had three days of emission. He started counting, and day four of his clean days, he found the two stains. Whether from one emission or from two emissions, you have to go to Chumrah, and you have to assume that it was from two separate emissions. Alright. Now, Now, since he has already been established as being Tomei after the three times, you have to go stringent. Unless you know for sure it was from one emission, you have to assume that it is from two separate emissions. Now, the next category in the Mishnah that we said we go stringent was, it said the word actually, Sheikh Vazare Tmeya, that is Sheikh Zera is Tame. Now, in and of itself, the is going to say, that makes no sense. What are you saying? Because he became a, a de- definitive Zog, because he saw three Re'ias, his third Re'ia, his Sheikh Vazare is Tame. That can't be the simple understanding of what the Mishnah means. Because no, no matter what a, who a person is, whether he was Tahar or he was a Zog, his Sheikh Vazera is Tameh. So what does that statement mean? Fregmer Lamai, what do you mean that his Sheikh Vazera is Tameh? Elem Lamago, to tell me it has a regular din, that the, the, the Sheikh Vazera of a Zog transmits Tumah if you come into contact with it. Me, Garam, and Sheikh Vazera the Torah. His Sheikh Vazera is no different than anybody's Sheikh Vazera. Even the Sheikh Vazera of a Torah person, his Sheikh Vazera is Matame Bamaga through contact. So that can't be what the Mishnah means. So Ella Zora Shulzab Matame Bamasa says the Gemara Big Chiddush is that it means as follows that once a person has been established as being a full fledged Zab, which means from the, the third time and on, even if he has a seminal emission, normally seminal emission, the, the, the issue of the of of, the, of, of, of a Valkyrie of a seminal emission transmits only tumor through maga. It doesn't transmit tumor through masa. Means if you pick up something that has shikvazera on it, you don't become tumor unless direct contact. But the chiddush is that if he is a zov and he has a seminal emission, there's an upgrade on his seminal emission, and not only is it matama through Maga, but it's also metama through masa. But that's only if it was between two and three, and uh, after he is or the emission is the emission itself, the mission. So therefore, if it's the uh, if it's the first emission or the second emission that happens by the first uh, the first time he's declared uh, he, had, he had an emission, or by the second time he's emission. So in that case that we it still has the leniency, leniency of only maga, not masa. But if it's from the third and the after the third and fourth time, in such a case, he's going to upgrade this, the Sheikh Vazera is going to be considered some not only Maga Masa. And that's what the Mishnah means, that once he's been established, so there's a difference between one and two and three and four, that we upgrade his Zera to making the Tama not only in Maga, but it's in Matama in Masa as well. This is natural or unnatural mission. Natural, natural. 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 This is a Shekhwazera. Zera. it makes no difference. Why Shekhwazera happens really makes no difference. That's, it's, it's by, by itself. Yes, it. All right. So what is it? So this means if you're carrying his laundry, essentially, after the third time, he would become Tamei through... through uh, or anybody. Anybody would come would have to go to the mikvah. So one day Tumor, 
Shikhan Zerah is only a one-day tumma, but it's only, it's now it's not only through Magga, but it's through Masa as well. Sigmarah says like this. Sigmarah says, uh, Man Shamit Laha. Whose opinion is this, that even though it's unadulterated Sheikh Vazera, because of the Sheikh Vazera, not because you might have touched Zav, it's because of the Sheikh Vazera that even, even not only touching, but carrying Sheikh Vazera of a, a full-fledged Zav is Matama Masa. Whose opinion is that? Right? So Moses says like this, Man Shamit Laha. Whose opinion is it that you have heard the Amar that says Sheikh Vazera Shilzav and Matama Masa has the ability so Matama was carrying as well. Now, Elaim, we know there is an existing Machlokas. Let's see if it fits into either opinion of Machlokas. Hi, Tana. The following Tana mentioned the Brisa. The son of the Brisa. Rebeliezer. Rebeliezer. Amen. Sheikh Lazar Shulzav. Ain't a Matamid Masa. So it can't, obviously it's not Rebeliezer, because what does Rebeliezer say? He says definitively that the Sheikh Lazar of Azov. Ain matam. So that's obviously not the author of our Mishnah. If you're telling me when it says Shabbat means to tell you that even matam b'masa, it's not Rabbi Yezer. But maybe it's Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua, I'm a matam b'masa. Rabbi Yeshua says that Shabbat of a Zav could be matam b'masa. Why? Because in all probabilities that if he had a similar mission, you're also going to find within the emission uh, flecks of what? Of his Zav. Of being a zav, and therefore the reason why it's matame b'maso is not because of the shikh vazera component, but the reason why it's matame b'maso as well is because it contains in it streaks of his zav emission. Now, so lechora, why can't you say therefore this din is going that that the shikh vazera of a zav is matame b'maso? Maybe it's going like who? Like Rabbi Yeshua. Maybe it's going like Rabbi Yeshua. Whereas you can't say, I feel Rabbi Yeshua lo ambar Rabbi Yeshua said the reason it's matamba b'masa, it's only because it, it has in it uh, uh, flecks of or, or, or streaks of the zav. But let's say you're able to separate the Sheikh Zera component from any zav component would have been. Then what would Rabbi Yeshua hold on the Sheikh Zera? It's not matam. Our, our time of the way with, is that the Sheikh Zera alone is matam b'masa. So it doesn't for sure doesn't go like Rabbi Yehuda, but it can't even really fit the words of Rabbi Yeshua either. So therefore, so therefore, Ela Mishum Tzichzuch Eziva Aval Be'ene, but if it's the unadulterated Shavuot itself that without having any any zav flex in it, lo, Rabbi Yeshua would not say it's Matamah Masa. Whereas the wording of our Mishnah, the Shavuot itself is Matamah, even if it doesn't have any Tzichzuch Eziva in it. So, uh, so therefore, so Ela Amravada Bar Ava. So, bottom line is, when you have a Mishnah and you know there's an existing Machlokus. It has to fit the existing machlok. We don't try and make up a third opinion. So therefore, to say that the shot of Shiva Zera means that Shiva Zera on its own is Matama, it doesn't fit the two opinions that we know argue about it. We would rather look for a different interpretation of what it means we're stringent with the Shiva Zera of Azov, because if we don't want to make a third opinion concerning this matter. Unless you have a, a brisa, which we'll see later on. So Elohim says like this, So Amr Abba shot. In what shot in Shiva Zera? He says like this, very interesting halacha. He says, the din is that if a person had a seminal emission, and on the same day, we'll see within, within 12 hours or 24 hours, on the same day of having the seminal emission, then followed up by having a Zav emission. Okay? The halacha is that we deal with that Zav emission as if it was a seminal emission. 
There's a leniency. He had a sale emission, and within 24 hours, within 12 hours, we'll see, he has a, a, a Zav emission. That Zav emission is dealt with like the Semel emission. Now, what the Kiddush of what, what the Mishnah is teaching us, that's only true by emission one and emission two. But, if he already has established himself as a Zav, which means he already had the second Zav emission, that means he should be counting seven clean days. And then he has a seminal emission followed by a Zav emission. We're not going to give him that leniency and we're going to deal with that Zav emission as if it's a full-fledged Zav emission and we don't look at it as a seminal emission. That's what it means that his Sheikh Vazera, his Sheikh Vazera is only going to be a leniency for him followed up by a Zav if it's only one and two, but not if it's more than, if it's past that, if it's three and four. That's the shot. Alright? So it says it more like this. El tolin ba. We don't, we are not tolin the Sheikh Vazera. We don't say that the Zav emission that follows Sheikh Vazera makes it like a Sheikh Vazera mission. We don't allow that once what happens? Once it's become established as a full-fledged Zav, means you already had the first two emissions. So more says like this. So Rapapa wanted to give a svara for that. He thought it's based on logic, meaning, what's the svara? If there is a din that the same day that Yachik Vazera followed up by a Zav were lenient, why is it only true by the first two? Why isn't it true by third and fourth? He said, you know what the chat must be? Because if a person has had a stemmal emission, it weakens the body. Since it weakens the body, he has a status of a chola. He's like somebody who's considered a chola. And we learn that by a chola, we can say that the, the Zav emission is not considered to be like a full-fledged Zav emission. But that's only true like we learned in the Mishnah. That means you're checking. We only do the checking by the first two. We don't do the checking by three and four. So that would be the shot. And that makes sense now why there is this distinction between the first two and three and four must be based on a svara that if you have a similar mission followed up by a Zava mission that's considered to be like a Zava mission of a person in a weakened state like a Chola and that's why it ta- downgrades it but that only is true we said in the mission if it's, we check the seven ways to downgrade if it's within the first and second emission but not after the second emission that's the shot in our mission that is what so it's based on a Svara it's not like our Lacha Moshe we see our Xeris custom. it's based on that Svara which then would make sure it makes sense the distinction in our mission but Rabbi said I, Rabbi said I don't agree with you Let's see. So Savarav Papa Lamed Rav in front of his Rebbe Rav Lamemar Aidi Chulshahu. It must be because of weakness the Chazi that he saw it because of weakness. That is what is the, the reason that uh, that we downgrade it. But it's only that only allows him downgrade for the first two, not three and four. So Amalei Rav. So Rav responded to him. He says, "I'm going to show you that that's not true." Because the Allah is like this, by a goy, a goy, no emissions of a goy in a Torah or Tomeh. There's no din shikh there's no din zob, there's no din even nida. It's not matame. Rabbinically, they came along and they were matame. But not really. I mean, a Torah, it doesn't have, the emission really doesn't have that thing. Now, what happens like this? Person is becoming a ger. Now, right before he goes through the gerus, what happened was, he had a seminal emission. Right? goes through the Gerus, and still within the same day, after Gerus, he has a Zava mission. Now, according to you, Rav Papa, what should the status of that Zava mission be? 
How should we deal with it? Should we deal with it like a zav, or should we say it's downgraded? It should be downgraded. Why? Because the same day as he had a seven, even though he had the seven mission as a, as a, but it doesn't matter. Weakened his body, and if he's got a weakened state, then we should be able to attribute it to our external, and, 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 and there should be it should not be a problem, right? We don't shouldn't look at this at all. It should not even be counted even for one. It doesn't even count for one, right? However, that's not the halacha. The halacha is we view it as a zav emission. So says Rava. If your svara is because he becomes weakened, and that's why we view it as that, that it should matter whether it came from a Jew or it came from a, a, a so therefore must be that it's some type of Xerus Akasov. Xerus Akasov by a Jew, a similar mission that came first, his Zava mission is. But if it's not a Jew, that, but it has nothing to do with the svara. If it has nothing to do with svara, then that cannot be the pshat in the Mishnah. Then you have no way of, of, of explaining why should there be a difference between one and two and three and four. If we have to downgrade, we should downgrade all four. If we're not downgrading, don't downgrade at all. So therefore, back to the drawing board, so what does Shekva Zarah mean? It can't mean what you said it means in the Mishnah, because it doesn't fit. It's not a Svara that allows it to fit in the Mishnah. That's the worst point. So, Amalei Rav of Ahatanan, we learned in a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah that's brought down in the Zavim, Perak Bey's Mishnah Gimel. It says, Gerish Nizgayer, a Ger that converted, and before he converted, he had a similar mission. And then after he converted, he had a Zava mission. That flow is considered to be like a Zava mission. It's got the same thing as a Vlava. And we don't view it as a, a, a Sheikh Vazera emission. So the point is, why? It should be downgraded because of his, of his, of his physical stature. So Amalei, uh, and the word Amalei, by the way, put in parentheses, really doesn't belong, because it's it's, this is part of the question. This is very Rosh He has no, how can you find a, a, a person going through Gerus, the emotional, psychological trauma that this guy is going through, there's no greater uh, uh, debilitating effect on a body than this guy, in addition to the fact that he had a Shikva Zerah before he converted, and still, we don't say that the, that the emission that he has once he becomes a Jew is downgraded. Clearly this idea of downgrading after a similar mission has nothing to do with physical well-being or not well-being. And therefore the answer doesn't work. And therefore, whatever the reason is, should apply by all four. It should not make a distinction like our mission's main distinction. So that can't be shot in Sheikh Vazera when it says it in the Mishnah. Allah says it more like this. What Rabbi suggests is go back to the original answer. The original answer was, is that Sheikh Vazera, that, that the stringency is, that even though the first two times Sheikh Vazera is dealt only Tomei through contact, if it's the Sheikh Vazera that happens after three and four, we don't deal with it as contact, we deal with it even as Masa. The problem we had, it didn't fit like either of the opinions. It didn't fit like Rabbi Lezer, who said there is no Masa by Sheikh Vazera of Azov, and it didn't fit like Rabbi Yeshua, because Rabbi Yeshua said it's only because of the flex. But if you separate the flex, then it shouldn't apply either. The one is going to show there's a third opinion, the third opinion is going to be the author of our Mishnah. Let's see the third opinion. So Ella Tanoi, it's actually a machlokas Tanoi, whether the Sheikh Vazera itself of a Zob, which we're saying a full-fledged Zob, had the capacity of Matama, not only Bamaga, with Masa as well. The Samuel learned in Abraisa, Sheikh Vazara Shul Zob, Matama, Bamasa, call me Ace for Ace. The Tanakhama says that the Sheikh Vazera of a Zob, somebody who was established already to be a Zob and becomes a Valkyrie, if he became a Valkyrie within 24 hours of when he had the omission of a Zav, 
Right? What's going to be the halacha? That carries matama not only b'maga, but it's also matama b'mas. Uh, uh, it's matama not only b'maga, it's matama b'masa as well. Rabbi Yaisi Aimer Yaimai. It's only within the ta- the day period, which is what I'm saying. It's going to be within the twelve hours. Within the twelve hours, if he became a bal- uh, he had an emission of zav, followed up. Within those same 12 hours, either daytime 12 hours or nighttime 12 hours, that's what makes him, that, 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 that the higher level Sheikh Vazera is Masa. But what do you see over here? Both of these opinions hold, not like the lesson of Yeshua. These opinions hold that Sheikh Vazera itself is upgraded, not because it has the flex in it, so oh, therefore, the, and that, right, but that can, therefore, that could be that that's the author of our Mishnah. But my Kamifligi, the one who wants to know, why does one say it's going to be within 24 hours? And the one says, it could, you know, it's only within 12. But the Shmuel, they argue with Shmuel, in, in Shmuel's uh, teaching. The Amar Shmuel Rami. Shmuel says it appears to be a contradiction in the Psukim. The Psukim are talking about a person that becomes a Baal Keri. Alright? Right. Because one Baal says, one says, Somebody contaminates himself with a Mikra Laila, having a seminal emission. Now, what, it, what, what word in that Pasuk seems to be really redundant? Right? Why do you have to say Lila? Well, he came to him because he had a mikra, he had a seminal mission. Why? Seminal mission at night. So therefore, so he says, that one, it's mashma though, that he learns that this redundancy is teaching us something specific about a person becoming a balkari, not above and beyond a regular balkari, which the Gemara understands it to mean that if it was a balkari after he was, had an emission of being a zob. Right? And that Lyle is teaching us, we'll see, as long as it's in the same time period of when he was a Zav, he also had that, he had a mission of Zav, he had that mission of Valkyrie. Viksiv, and then we have another Pasuk that says, this is a Pasuk that says, Lifanos, uh, Lifnos Erev, what's the whole Pasuk there? Fiatzal Machutz Lamacha, oh, where's the place, where's that Pasuk written? Lifnos Erev. Man, I don't think it brings it down in, 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 in the Torah or Hashem. But anyway, it says over there, lip, what's that, you have it? I don't have it. But anyways, it says Lipnos Erev. So Lipnos Erev, that also seems to be a redundancy. Because Erev means the time period going into nightfall. Lipnos is also Panayom. Panayom is also a time period where the day turns from being day to going night. And it says it together. So he learns, why does it say together? To add an additional time period. You have the one time period of, uh, of, of Erev plus another time period which gives you 24 hours. Double time period to teach me that this halacha, that if a person was a Zog, followed up by becoming a Balkeri, that the Keri's Metama, not only Magamasa, is even within the same 24 hour time period, not only if it's in the same 12 hour time period. So there, Belitno's Erev, Yerchatz Bamaim, he has to go to the mikvah. So Mandar, Me'es Erev, the one that learns Me'es Erev, Daik Melifnos, he learns from the, what he considers to be an additional day of a Lipnos Erev to teach me it's a double lotion. The Edach and the other opinion learns that from the, from the first part of Nikra Mikra Lilo. Why say Lilo? It's one time period. So say it more like this. Okay, fine. So that each one is focusing a different part of the Psukim by a Valkyrie. But what does the one that learns Erev, it's only, I mean, the one that learns double, it's a double lotion. What does he do? Why does the Torah mention Mikra Lilo? 
if, it, if that seems to be redundant, why do I have to mention Lila? So, Madam al Mifnos Erev, Aksiv, Mikra Lila, why is it focused on just the Lila? So, I'm like, Urcha de Kari, Lemasi Belila. It just, that's just the norm. That sometimes the Torah writes things the norm. The general time when a person will have a similar mission will be at night, and that's why it calls it Mikra Lila, but it's not for any Darshani. What the Gemara doesn't do, and the Rosh points out, is that why don't they have the other way? The one who learns from Lifne, uh, Mikra, Lila, what does he do with Lifnos Erev? Why does he not learn a double Lifnos Erev? Take a look, the Rush gives a reason why, how he would learn. Let's go to the last, last Mishnah of the Masechta, finishing up Masechus Nozir. So, the Heiligal Mishnah. Nozir Hayashmuel. We know Shmuel and Novi, so according to the Tanakhama of our Mishnah, he was a, he was a Nozir. Shmuel himself was a Nozir. Following the position of Rabbi Neroy, Shenema, the Pazik says by Shmuel, it says by, that Chana made a nether and she said, Umora lo yale al Roisha. So you understand, what does Moira lo yale al Roisha mean? A razor will not pass over his head. What do you mean a razor won't pass over his head? Must be that what? He was a Nazar. How could a woman put and make a son into a Nazar? That's a different discussion for now. We find by Shimshon also there was a, that expression, Umayra, and, uh, and therefore just as over there it meant a razor because Shimshon was a Nazar. Here too it means by Shmuel that he was a Nazar. was a Nazar. means he was a Nazar. Amale disagrees with Rabbi He's saying like this. He says the word Moira by Shmuel. Moira by Shimshon might have meant that it was a nausea, right? It means razor. But over here, Moira, even though it's written with a hey, he learns it, but like lesson of, of, of the word Yira, from fear. That what Chana was saying is, my son is only going to be fearful of Hashem, he will not be fearful of people. That's what he means. But it's got something, nothing to do with being a nausea. And therefore, Rabbi Yosef he wasn't a nausea. All it means is that he will not be fearful of, of people. Only Hashem. So, therefore, according to Rabbi Yosef, you cannot bring a raya from this that what? That Shmuel was... Nazir says he says you don't know your history about Shmuel because if there was some type of, uh, of bris some kind of covenant some kind of nether that Shmuel will not be afraid of people he doesn't fit the psukim because remember when Hashem told Shmuel go down and anoint David HaMelech as king what did David respond, uh, Shmuel say he says I'm afraid to do that because if I go down and show HaMelech figures out what I'm doing, what's he going to do? It's going to kill me. But what do you see? That Shmuel was afraid of Basra Dam. So it can't be Mora means what you're saying that it means. Someone says like this. So I'm a later of Neroi. How can I go and do this? And anoint David. Shaul's going to hear of Argain. He's going to kill me. You see, he already had on himself fear of people. So obviously, says Rabbi Neroi, the Moira over there does not mean fear, but means razor, and he was a Nazir. Rav told Chia, his son, why this is the end of Mesech's Nazir, maybe somebody speaks on Shabbos and gives this, we'll discuss it, he says like this, he says, you know, when you make a bracha, so the person makes the bracha, gets reward for making the bracha, the person who says, Amen, gets reward for saying Amen, who's greater? Who's considered to be greater? Amen. So he told him, Chatif Ubarich. He says, grab and make the bracha. He says, if it's kosher bracha, or it's Birchas HaMazah, and the Zimun, it's always better to be the one who shakes the shakes charge, is the instigator who runs and grabs it, alright? 
which implies that the mevarech is better than the owner. The one making the bracha is better than what? Right. Vatanya, ah, we learned in a brisa. Rabbi Yaisi, Aimer, Rabbi Yaisi disagrees. Rabbi Yaisi said, Godel ha'oyne amen yoser min amavorech. He said that it's not true. What did he say? What did Rabbi Yaisi say? Is Godel ha'oyne min ha'amavorech. That's, that's disagreeing, right? With him. So what it says like this. So Godel ha'oyne amen yoser min amavorech. So I'm a layer of Nuroi. Hashemayim kachi, and I'll bring you a raya. Hashemayim v'losh shvuah. Teda, he compares it to a time of war. Right? What do they do? They send forth what's called the cannon fodder. Have you heard that expression? The people that go out, and they kind, and they are the ones in the trenches. And then, when the victory is almost there, then they then the the the, the, the guys on the backyard they come in and they clean up. Alright? So he compares. The guy making the bracha is like a cannon fodder. The guy who's answering Amen, he's the guy who's coming and being victorious. And actually yells, the guy answering Amen is greater than the person who makes the bracha. So he says like this. Let's see it inside. So Moses says, mine by, by heaven's kachli, that's the adintetas, you'd know this, sharei guloyrin misgarin bamechoma, the cannon fodder, the, what they call them, the, the cavalry, or the one, or the cavalry, the ones that, the foot soldiers, the foot soldiers are the ones that go and fire, the, and, 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 and then come the cavalry, and they come, they win, they, they, they win, they win the thing. So therefore, so you see, so when it says it's actually tanoi, it's a machlokas tanoi. Why? Because the posse, uh, the sign of Linton Abraisa, we have a, a the posse, what does the posse say? Praise God with me. Uh, let's, let, let's, let's praise God together and we will elevate His... That means that's where the person making the bracha to the one who's responding. Let's together praise God. So, the Pazak is talking about both of them. The one is praising and the one is answering Amen. However, who gets rewarded quicker? The Mavarech, the person who initiated the bracha, not the one who answers. Amr Abelazah, Amr Abichanino, Talmide Chachamim, Ma'arvim Shalom, Ba'ilam, Chachamim, proliferate peace in the world, harmony in the world, Shanem Rabbechol B'Naich, Lemudah Hashem, all your children, the Lemudah Hashem, those who uh, study the Torah of Hashem, Rav Shalom B'Naich, and there'll be a harmony for your children. So the Bach adds in the last line, that what is it, that, that to make it consistent with some of the other mesechtas? Don't read it as your children, but as your builders. And uh, the the, the famous uh, Karen Ora brings out over here the the Aruch uh, um, that there's four mesechtas in Shas that finish with the word with this pasuk Shalom Banayich, and those are the four mesechtas of Brochus, Nazir, Yevamis, and Krisis. Adrenaline, Kusim, Ein Lahem, Naziris, Nazir. begin with tomorrow.